Hi everyone and welcome back to Let's Take a Moment. Um, this is a podcast where we kick back and think about some of the softer issues in life, how to feel good, how to get out of the rampant ambition and take a step back and just enjoy what's right in front of us, which is such a hard thing to do. And that is the theme I think of today um, because I have realised the importance of just taking a step out of, of the mind just whirring all the time and I'm going to go into it so what I want you to do I want you to think about what dominates your thoughts in terms of your day-to-day existence and I'll tell you mine um, in a second and I'll just try and look at things from a different way and that's the point of this podcast I think is just to try to get out of our bubble if you like just because there's always things that are on our mind things that we're doing little tasks that we have to complete and those things are nice but you know sometimes the the big issues and I'm going to be really honest here really do get in the way of just existing in a good way and I want to talk about something that kind of symbolizes this for me and I've mentioned it before but it just sometimes you need something just to trigger a sort of root of thought a pathway of thought where you can kind of get out of the rabbit hole if you like which is can be quite complicated so yeah just while we do this little interlude maybe take a moment to pause and write down your own dominating thoughts and we're going to analyze looking at it in a slightly different way so be right back after this short break do that work because it'll help you um get the most out the podcast coming up and apply it to you because that's the most important thing how do you apply what i say to you because you can listen to me and you can find it maybe interesting, who knows. But ultimately, that's my story. You need to think about yours. And that's where you get the most value by applying concepts to your own life and then making changes or not, but just at least understanding where you are at the moment. So with that in mind, that's a lot to unload. Let's get into the detail after this short break. Here we are then in part two, very quick introduction there to what are your dominant thoughts what gets in the way so I guess I should place it in context where this has come from because as you know most of my topics come from things I've encountered in daily life and I think that would make a good podcast that's an interesting discussion topic for me and the listeners to have a have a ruminate over and to maybe take away and unpick and think about um so this week I am on leave from work so I had a few plans the first plan was to visit home first which I mentioned uh, which was to visit the sets of Last of the Summer Wine, or at least the ones that were on location set in Holmfirth, which is in uh, West Yorkshire, I believe. Um, it was about a two-hour drive, two-hour, ten minutes, and I'd arranged to meet a friend of mine called Donna, who's a singer that I met at a wedding fair many years ago, and we became friends, and um, nothing else, just just friends, worth saying. Uh, but she's a, she's a club singer. She, she does about five or six gigs a week, a lot of care homes, pubs, and she's really good. I went down and... Me and Neil, whilst I was a photographer, we photographed her at a gig for 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 using her in in her shots, which I think she she really appreciated. Um, it was a great road trip for us, and we had a a good day out. But um, yeah, so that was the plan to meet up with her, and she was going to show me around because she lives nearby, uh, which was going to be nice to both meet up and have a a tour guide if you like. Um, so I set off on the A one, um, going down uh, southbound on the A one from Durham, and. Got to about the A167, which is Darlington area, 
And I pulled off because my car was doing something weird. It sounded like it was sort of as if there was the road was ribbed. It was kind of not jumping as in like, you know, one of those jumpy cars you see in America. It was just, just a little wave, a quiver, if you like, probably the best word. And um, so I pulled off and thought, mm, things aren't feeling great here. Got got back home. Car didn't break down, thankfully. Um, and I realised it, it was due an MOT. So I thought, right, that was just a, a sort of a social visit, if you like. So I thought, well, I'm not going to risk it. I'm going to get it looked at by the garage. Uh, a little bit of spring fell off, I think, the car's spring at the front when I was driving back up in the village. So I got lucky there. Picked that up off the road and thought, right, you know, Trust my gut instinct here, let's put it in. Cut long story short, took my car in this morning. Um, we were due to go to Lincoln uh, tomorrow morning. Those plans have changed because I got a call from the garage about an hour and a half ago saying, won't be ready till lunchtime tomorrow and there's a whole host of things that are wrong with the car and it's going to cost uh, basically £600 to fix. So the car's an old car, it's um, uh, 11 plate, I bought it second hand. It served me well. It's never let me down, but it's at that point where you're throwing a lot of good money after bad. And there's things that are on the advisory. There's a couple of things that I haven't got done that probably will need to be done in the next few months. Um, so I just sort of realised that, yeah, it's time to think about getting a new car. I'm fortunate, and this is where putting a positive spin on it, because obviously I was reeling a bit by the by the large bill. Um, because everywhere you go, people seem to find a way of taking whatever money you've got off you. <laughs> you know, whether that be an additional food costs, everything's going up at the minute, you know. And I'm not in an unfortunate position where I can't pay for stuff, but I'm also one of those people that dreams of not having to ever worry about money or not having to ever think about it. You know, I was thinking, how much money would I need to buy an annuity, even at my age now? Um, probably a few million <laughs> where I could have just a guaranteed income for life of a, of a large amount of money each month just taking that out the equation completely just knowing that money's there and I think that's a wonderful position to be in and I don't think that a lot of people and I've said this before a lot of people who get to the point where they're secure and maybe I'm marginally secure although I'm kind of at the discretion of others where if others decided that I wasn't making money it's like a dream of that and I think one of the problems has, has been recently that I've been looking into forex trading potentially becoming a, a full-time trader trying to learn the skills there into maybe replace income with with that or at least get a good second income from from that type of activity and I'm thinking to myself you know have I been too focused on that do I need to have I noticed the trees? Now, you guys, I could almost do a T-shirt. It's it's a metaphor. It's not a. It sounds a bit airy fairy. It sounds a bit environmentally tree huggerish, I guess. But a question can be with like a tree logo is: Have can you see the trees? Which by what I mean by that is, for me, I always, if my mind is like fully onto something else, I don't notice the kind of tranquility and niceness of the countryside i drive through it every day and i don't notice it right so i've had these setbacks this week you know clearly a financial setback i wasn't planning on spending 600 pounds on my car which is a bit of a nightmare however that's why you have money you know for these unforeseen things and i need to think about getting a new car which is more money 
Um, you know, so there's kind of these pressures that I've got. And I'm lucky that I haven't, you know, it's not that I've got no money at all. It's just that, you know, you, do, you don't want to spend that on repairs, really. Um, but it's quite obvious the car's on its last legs. And I do have a tendency of maybe in an effort not to spend too much money that I keep cars a bit too long. So I need to get out of the habit of that. So maybe I need to allocate sort of 200 quid a month for a good car and then after four years get another one you know and use that as almost like my car payment if you like um to have a decent car i think that's going to be more the maybe the the way forward um to have a better car to have it under warranty to not be you know to have got to a point in life where i don't need to be battling away with these secondhand wrecks <laughs> that i've done in the last few years um so this is probably the wake-up call that i need on that it's going to take us a couple of months um, but I think again, sometimes it's hard to that I've been so focused on thinking recently about you know my future in terms of my work. Do I want to push for promotion where I am? Do I want to move on? Do I want to get into planning forex? You know, I've been very focused and driven on the the dream, if you like, and I've forgotten to focus on the now. You know, I've forgotten to focus on where am I right the second. And I was watching one of my favourite programmes to watch. Not for the reasons that most people watch. And I've, again, I, I appreciate I've mentioned this already. And I always feel the need to say that things will get repeated because your thoughts tend to have a pattern um, in life, which, which is fine. When I watched The Office with Ricky Gervais, it's obviously a comedy, but it's, it's a snapshot of people just being at work and you don't get a sense of the, 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 the drive of these young people to get somewhere better. Now, I'm sure that exists in real life in such, in places like that. Obviously not there, it's fiction, etc. But And clearly the people who were in that show, the actors, had that ambition as well. They were doing that part. What did they do afterwards? And I've looked up, you know, a couple of the actors in there you know, fell into hard times afterwards. And Big Keith, who played uh, a good comedy part in that show, he went bankrupt and... There's another lady who played the the sort of well, for want of a better word, the office slapper. Um, she ended up with in real life with me, and she'd been abused in her childhood, and you know you just never know people's story. But when you look at it in isolation, is my point, is that I wish in some ways that I could just go to an office, be around people, and not have that sort of drive to be more to be able to be satisfied with myself, just to be truly satisfied with myself. Because it's very easy to say these things, isn't it? It's very easy to look and sit in the mirror and do the kind of positive affirmations. And if you do that, I'm not criticising it in any way. But to me, there's got to be a validity. I struggle personally with standing in the mirror going, you're wonderful, you you feel happy, I feel terrific, I'm ready for a great day. If, if there's any reason why I don't quite believe that, then even through those words, I'll still feel it. And I'll almost still think it whilst I'm looking at myself and it's almost that kind of yeah okay partly true so I think for me it's about authenticity I have to challenge things that I'm not happy about otherwise I don't really feel success and the flip side of that is is that if I am feeling good enough to be successful I really do feel it you know if I'm happy then I really am there's no kind of nobody will ever say about me oh I didn't realize that he was having problems not that I'm mourning people, but people, I'm not shy about saying, yeah, it's not the best time if, if it isn't. I try not to, you know, gnaw people's ear off because people don't want to hear it. But 
um, if if there's issues there, then then I'll say, oh yeah, you know things can improve. But if I'm feeling good, I'll say, yeah, it's, it's all good. Whereas some people, you say, how are you feeling? Fantastic, never been better. And you, you know it's probably not true some of the times, but that's what they say. Um, and I think for me, I've been too fixated on, you know, the, what what can I change instead of you know again looking at the the theme that I get from the office. Obviously not literally, but. The theme I get from watching that show is that I really wish that I could just do that. But then, then I start thinking, like, what does reality look like? Reality is that time still moves on. So let's say, for example, I was working in that place and had been there for 20 years. How many people would have been, would have stayed there for 20 years? Probably none. They would have all moved on. And it's always that weird feeling for me is when somebody moves on, you feel like they're breaking free and I want to leave as well. You know, no matter where I am, I feel like, they're getting out, you know, they're free, they're, they're away. Reality is they're going somewhere else and there'll be the same restrictions on time and freedom and autonomy as what they have in place A to place B. But I always like, I dislike that change. So if I was to stay in the company that I'm at now, the, the some of the problems that you'd have is the, the bosses would always be your bosses. So they would always have that sort of say over what you did and that control and that seniority and that perception of, being more and being better at what they do. And the reality is, you know, your bosses aren't better than you. They're just higher than you at that particular service level transaction that you do at your job. You know, the, the businesses exist where they charge money for certain services, for certain processes that can be monetized. And that's, they're a more senior figure in that business, highly paid than you are if, if you're not at the very top, if you are good luck to you. Um, but in the same way that sometimes people forget that, and I don't have anyone particularly in mind as I say this, but previous bosses in previous organisations have forgotten that they're not just better than you at everything. They just happen to be senior at you there. Um, and and sometimes sometimes that's forgotten. And I think that's why people, I think that's why people move on because I think people get sick of the same people telling them what to do. Um, but at the same time, I kind of wish that time could pass by where everything kind of stayed the, the same, but it doesn't. So even that kind of metaphor that I look at in terms of the office would be very different two years down the line. And if you look at COVID as well, decimated the you know pre-2020 work. If you go to any business pre-2020, everything is totally different now. The personnel will have changed a lot. I mean, since I started my work in... 2018 I think we have dramatically changed our personnel from middle management downwards it's almost all different than when I started um, and it continues to evolve you know people are leaving every month it's quite rare that we don't have what we do is like a staff newsletter every week and it's very rare for someone not to be on notice or moving on you know every couple of weeks there's a notice that somebody's leaving um, and it's just what happens, you know, it almost goes without any, I say like without anyone noticing, I'm sure they do, and people always wish them well, but it's it's just so, it's so, so normal, it just happens. Uh, now for me, that kind of has a, it, it affects me. If I work closely with someone, I can think of a couple of names at my work, if any of them left, I'd be quite disappointed and quite upset, but then new people come in and you very quickly accept them as as part of the team. And it's like they were never away. And then they're the ones who you'd be sad if they moved on. But in some ways, I wish I didn't have that kind of 
pull for this need to be seen as important or need to be successful. I wish I could just kick back and just be me. And I really struggle with that, if I'm honest. And I really regret that I do because I wish that I was just, you know, able to 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 kind of get out of that really. That, that seems that to me is a little bit of a problem. So how you deal with I mean I've kind of conflated a couple of issues here in this podcast, but I hope you find it useful. Um that I think the goal has to be to to mix ambition with being happy with what you have as well. Because that's important. You if you're always just pushing forward, 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 you can never be happy. Um and I think it's interesting if you if you have a goal in mind in terms of if it's money what would you do if you suddenly achieved it if it was just suddenly there if you woke up one day and you suddenly had your goal would you pick a new goal I mean you probably would and you probably should but if you just suddenly woke up and thought I've got loads of money now would you suddenly want more would you see in that figure suddenly the fact that it wasn't as secure as you thought it was but let's just say that you were suddenly given 15 grand a month for the rest of your life. That would obviously financially secure most of us, unless your spending habits got particularly enormous. But let's just say you had, you know, a very healthy income to the point where even for like a big piece of spending, so if you wanted a new motorhome, for example, you could have that pretty much done in two or three months. You could have it paid off. You know, the big, the bigger purchases without, you know, talking silly stuff like planes and yachts and what have you. Uh, that's for the super, super rich. And even then, I don't think they probably appreciate them as much as they, they should because they can simply afford it it's just something that gets bought um and still have that you know if cristiano ronaldo i think he was offered apparently 300 million quid to play in united Emirates for for two years would you do that at the age of 36 i probably would but he's got enough already where that probably won't make a massive difference you know he's, he's got enough money and enough investments to probably be bringing in that money anyway without even having to worry and you know yes it's more secure but he has the luxury of making different choices now that's taken care of. And I guess I look for that as well. I look for the ability to make choices that aren't based on security. And I have to be honest, you know, I'm not going to get a good retirement unless I start thinking about money a little bit more. But at the same time, there's there's an element of me that thinks maybe I don't need to think about it. Like there's people out there that are very happy that don't have these, the security that just maybe live a life that's Maybe they have less than I do now and are happier than me. And that seems weird. Then it, then I have to be honest and say it's my fault if I'm not feeling happy. You know, it's it's my fault if I'm needing to think about things in a different way to appreciate what I have. And I think I do a good job of that. For example, I'm just going to, as I finish this podcast, go out and sort out my garden. I'm going to do the front and, you know, enjoy the, the wind, the breeze, the nice weather. Just sit at the front and do do that. I should do more of that, really. You know, like, I don't do enough just chilling out. I've got too many things whirring around in my head that I never seem to bring to fruition that sort of I need to make more of an effort to do that. So I'm looking forward to being on my friend's podcast next week. So that's going to be great fun. And uh, I look forward to letting you know how that goes. And, And again, any ideas, please do get in touch via the various social medias. I'm on Twitter, Instagram. Feel free to add me and uh, I'll see you guys on the next podcast. I hope that was good food for thought for you and I'll see you next time.